Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now. I've lost you now, Warren. I'm not, uh, no, it's Jim, the same with you, Kevin. No. Jim, your mic's unplugged. My mic. You know what? It was my mic. <laughs> okay, my mic's back. Uh, oh, I still do right now? Oh. He unplugged himself. <laughs> probably a good thing. <laughs> He's probably still going. <laughs> yeah, sure he is. He doesn't know yet that he unplugged. Oh, my God. Don't edit this, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. There he is. Jesus <laughs> Did you not? I don't you know knocked your whole I... table over. <laughs> I know. I knocked the whole, I was screaming and yelling and I was looking at you guys and you weren't reacting, right? And I was laughing my head off and then I kept going. I went for about 10 minutes before I realized you guys were. <laughs> That's full. what we thought. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> laughter you're hearing, folks, that can only mean one thing is that I tried to start the show. <laughs> uh, here's how I was starting the show and I went for about six minutes and no one was reacting. It was my best opening ever. No key or briar, it's a sure thing. It's a sure thing here in Halifax. It's a sure thing. We're going to party in the patch. Not so, quite the tune, Jim, but it's the right words. <laughs> don't bail on me. Don't bail on me. Uh, my favorite briar, Warren. My favorite briar. Boy, uh, I know Kevin's down in Picto. Welcome to a special episode of Inside Curling. It's called Inside the Slam. We're here because there is a slam on. Kevin's down there. The Grand Slam of Curling event uh, is the Coyote National. Uh, started Tuesday in Picto. We're going to get an update on all that. And it's thick, baby. It's thick. It's a good field. Uh, also, we'll get an update on the Canadian Mixed Championships, which is taking place in Speedy Creek, Saskatchewan. Swift Current. If you don't get that, then you're really not that bright. Because <laughs> a friend of mine said, Kev, don't forget when you turn the clocks ahead, it's still 1967 in Saskatchewan. <laughs> now, don't get all upset, folks. I pick on everybody equally. Warren, how are you doing? I'm fine, Jim. How about you? Yeah, I'm good. He's so serious, eh, Kev, all the time? <laughs> I'm just waiting for the, I'm fine, Jim. This is the last time we're going to be speaking with you. <laughs> so off we go. Uh, this, is, uh, this is one of several special shows that we will do. Thank you to all the sponsors, Jackpot City, Coyote Tractor, Goldline, and Hearing Life. On the weekly show, uh, Coyote Tractor brings you hot rock topics. If you have uh, work to do, Coyote has the tractors, UTVs, ZTRs, and compact construction equipment to do it. Coyote, we dig dirt. Like I said, an update on the Grand Slam down in Picto and the mixed uh, Canadians championship that's going on. What's happening around the curling world? Jackpot City. Casino games perfectly made for you. So what's going on, Kev? Down in uh, Picto, in each event, 16 women and 16 men's teams started on Tuesday night. Eight teams from each of the men and women's have qualified for the playoffs. 
that start tomorrow. That's why we're on here to give you a very current update. In both events, the teams were divided into four pools. And during their preliminary aspect, each team has played four games, but not against teams in their pool. Why would you put teams in a pool if they're not going to play each other in the same pool? I get it. Yeah, of course. You're in a pool with him, but you're never going to play with him. Okay. It's uh, obvious. It's obvious, Jim. Yeah, we kid. We, we kid. We give a hard time about the format sometimes. The preliminaries have been completed, and the teams with the best record have advanced to the eights, as we call it, the great, the great eights. Kev, what's been going on so far? Tell us. First of all, tell us about the event. Okay, curling, uh, we've been picking on people about attendance. What's going on there? Yeah, well, we don't have a problem there, here, here, there. It's plugged full of people. Quite a few days ago on the weekend here, uh, and, and tonight, they had, had sold out. So they actually, remember in, in Niagara, I was talking about that railing and that everybody was staying up top and not sitting in their seats. Well, it's the same thing here. So they decided, you know what, let's, let's sell all that. As standing room. So they did that. They sold the rail across the top, around the top. And then also in the Jackpot City pub at the end of the rink, they sold yep. that as standing room too. Yeah. And, and then a lot of people, the operate Curl uh, party room is kind of just across the hallway inside the building from the ice surface. So a lot of people aren't leaving there. Kind of like you saying with the Grey Cup. Last time we were talking, yeah, yeah. how you went to 20 great cups, but only saw the field twice. Right. And that's the kind of what's happening here, too. A lot of the people aren't actually coming to the ice surface. They're staying in the party lounge. So, okay. <laughs> so you got the lounge going. You've got all the people around the top of the building and the jackpot city area all full and the seats. So it's, it's, an, it's a beauty event. It really, really is. Gold line is set up in the hall in the uh, kind of it's a sort of a great big lobby because there's also other hockey rinks. There's lots of kids with hockey equipment and it's a very, very active place and it's a big swimming pool and so on. And uh, gold line they're uh, they're, they're really busy too with their, with their pop-up store too. So it's just, mm-hmm. it's been a really, really positive event. No question about that. So let's get into the teams a little bit. Um, on the men's side, very interesting, Jim, we've got uh, Rit- no shock return as of course, doing what he's been doing lately goes undefeated in the round Robin. Playing against Corey Dropkin in the one quarter, you've got Botcher, who's doing very, very well, up against Ross White in the other in another quarter. Schwaller, so that's Yannick uh, out of Switzerland, against James Craig. Now, this is a young guy. He's only, I think, I think I'm right by saying he's 22. This is a really good team that we have to pay attention to. We're going to see them in the Grand Slams for years and years to come. Very talented young player in James Craig. And then you've got Nicholas Adeen against Bruce Mowat. So that will be a very good game also. So, But dude, one thing, if you notice that, you got Retornaz, Dropkin, you do have Botcher, White, Schwaller, Craig, Adin, Mowat. Yep. What do you see there, Jim? One Canadian team out of eight. And, and Noguju, first time, he, he qualified in 26 straight events for the quarters. One one Canadian team. Wow, I didn't... And where that comes from, I think, is it, this game, not just with the Grand Slams, but in, in general, our sport, because they're, they're, they don't want to do uh, tiebreakers anymore because of TV and lots of reasons. Um, it's going to draw the button a lot. Canadian teams, I just don't think are as good at it as the uh, as the European and, and Asian curling teams. I think they're better. Yeah, that's my own personal opinion. But I believe that's the case. 
the women are even more dominant on this draw of the button than, than the men are at the world level. Uh, and Canada, again, is way down. I mean, if I look at the top teams on the women's side, Rana, 0, Terenzoni, 0.12, Constantini, 2.98. Anderson's the first one on the Canadian side, 3.65. Those European women, I watched Terenzoni today cover the pin twice, back-to-back. And to have uh, a Rana going into the final round tonight, it was zero. She's covered the pin every time. So why is this happening with both the men and women on the on the world side, but the Canadians are dropping a way off? I'm, I'm wondering, is it because they're practicing more? They've got more time to throw rocks over and over to get this down pat? Or what, what's, what's the story from your point of view? I'm not sure I can speak to everybody. But remember, Warren, we had uh, Sylvana Terenzoni on, well, We've had her on the show lots. But the one time that she was on, um, she was talking about how they go to practice and their ice technician, their ice maker, has many sheets of ice ready and they're all groomed perfectly. And they'll go on the ice and practice the same amount of minutes and or the same rules as the event they're playing and then draw the button and then go to the new sheet, do it again. Go to the new sheet, do it again. No, and you know what I mean? And just have that advantage of doing it again and again and again. Now, do all the teams do what uh, uh, the Terranzoni team does? I'm not sure. But if you do that enough, you're going to get really, really good at drawing the button. And that's sort of what's happening here. Yeah, can you imagine Vrano's team at, uh, up until the uh, zero. <laughs> the last at zero? They kept hitting the pin every single time. Like, it's just, uh, you know, hard to get the hammer against them too. You know, that gives them an advantage of beating you. So... I think it's something the Canadian teams need to really concentrate on. It's been the last few events where I've been t- sort of paying attention and there's definitely uh, something there. There's definitely something there. So it's something that needs to be looked at. Yeah, I think it's the other thing that uh, this is going to become the norm, I think, in in all these events. It is the Grand Slam, the Briar, the Scotties, the Worlds, that certainly this is going to become a major factor. It already is with determining who's got the hammer, but it's going to become a major fi- issue with all these events and how you're going to break ties at the end. And right now, the other question I have to ask myself, so the Grand Slam is doing it the way they're doing it this week. Now we're going Scotties and Briar. How are they going to do it? And then is the world's going to do it in a different way again? Um, it's again one of these things that all these parties that are involved with these top-level players, I think, need to get on the same page as to how they're going to execute this. Don't you think so? Well, it's looking like they're all doing with two draws. Like sometimes on one side of the sheet, sometimes on both sides of the sheet. But basically it's 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 two draws every game now in pretty much every, every big event. Um, either one side or the other, but it's a matter of just getting really good at drawing the button. And it's something that needs a ton of practice. I know our team back in the day, we would spend probably half of our practice times on drawing the button and making sure because back then it wasn't so much uh, for tiebreakers because we had tiebreakers, but we got hammered by drawing the button and our team was very good with the hammer. So we really practiced hard to make sure we got the hammer most of the time. And, and we did, which Briar was it? I think at 09 Briar in Calgary, we had the hammer every game yeah, for the entire event. Uh, every game we played, we had the hammer. So you have, you know, you have a definite advantage, and we ended up going undefeated through that. So, so it, it matters. It's a, something that should be worried about. I was watching it on TV. Uh, the, the way they measure it, Kevin, are they in sections? Like if if you have a piece of your rock is touching the pin, that's all you need to be on the pin. It's over top of the pin, right? If it's over it, it's over it. Yeah, it's over. It's over it. Okay, all right. So. 
Do, do they do an exact measurement is what I'm saying with a, with a tape measure or they go? No, with a laser. So it's very accurate that way. On the, on the women's side, we've got three Canadian teams out of eight. We've got a Holman and Anderson up against each other, two Canadians battling it out. On the same side as Verano and Hasselborg. That'll be a real good game. You've got Gim, who is playing unbelievable right now against Constantini. And then you've got uh, Jones, who won the first slam of the year against Terenzoni. So what great matchups in the women's side. Just terrific games. Yeah, it looks good. So something else I'm wondering what's going on here. We've both had high hopes for Laws and Carruthers at the start of the year. They started out both pretty well. Carruthers won the points bet uh, event. They both go zero and four. What's happening there? Well, you Carruthers did that last year too, though. Uh, won the points bet and then struggled. We actually had Reed on the show, and I, I I asked him straight up, "Well, how are you going to get the momentum right after you won the points bet, which you did last year?" And uh, you know, he he really was hoping that they could, but right now they need to get that momentum back because they're they're struggling. Uh, the Laws team, same thing. They just did not play uh, really good. Well, they won tonight, uh, so they were one and three uh, yep. tonight. Uh, they they uh, hammered. Uh, uh, Christina Black from Nova Scotia here, who's a really good player, but uh, they played like their old selves. It's just, yeah, struggled a bit this week, but uh, for for the most part, Laws has been pretty good. But um, but you're right. Uh, Carruthers, since winning the points, bet has struggled, and so hopefully they can get their game back again. Also wanted to ask you about uh, Botcher. And I had a chance to watch all of that game last night when he played Gushu. And some of the comments that are coming up in social media, he again played... I don't know what term I'd use. I think you had a term last time. It's kind of a defensive, offensive style of play where he, again, blanks all those ends. Of course, as soon as three or four ends get blanked in a row, a lot of people go crazy. But God, get rid of these blank ends. Got to do something about it. He, he plays a waiting game, doesn't he? he? He doesn't seem to take any real chances to score more than one until maybe if uh, he's down to the fifth or sixth end, then he'll gamble more. But uh, what's your take on how he's approaching all this? A little different, I think, than he's done before. I'm not, well, not different than the last couple of years. No, I guess last couple of years he's been playing. Yeah, and, and I, the only worry I've got for Brendan on this one is that he's he's always keeping the opposition close, and and that's a problem. Like, they just, uh, you know, in, in this case, Brad probably should have won that game in the end. Brendan made a heck of a draw, yeah, but, great you know, the great shot, but they measured, you know what I mean? To, to always have those games come down so close. So, you know, I, I would certainly like to see Botcher gamble more early with the team they've got. They've He's got terrific horses in yep. front of him. And to always leave the team close that you're playing against, um, seems to me, you know, it's okay to blow some teams out with the team, you with the horses he's got. Yeah, and he himself seems to be playing very well. I mean, when he did get that deuce with that... Uh wick off from way out front on the side. I mean, it was made perfectly. And then that draw to the button of virtually the pin with his last shot of the game. I mean, and the others, he's he's playing very well. Oh, no question. No, Well, they've got great sweeping too, right? You got Brett and, yeah. uh, and Benny, of course, sweeping. So they've got a really good team. I just think they're playing too defensive for the team they've got, uh, which will make it tough to win a, a lot of stuff because you're just keeping the opposition, you know, kicking around, which is scary. Right. Kevin, Warren, the the draw to the button, when I watch that, isn't it just a, it, it's, I look at it this way. It's the equivalent of two guys having a 20-foot putt, 
okay? And the one guy always makes it, and the other guy leaves it on the lip. That is it. Is it is that not only how you know that 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 how little that Canada is missing this by? It's not. You you talk like they're missing a twenty footer by five feet or something. Well, you've got teams that are going two centimeters uh, average over the entire event. Jesus, it, you know, you, yeah, it should you should cover quite. That's often, a good putter. You know? <laughs> getting hammer. That's been a very very long time. It's been twenty years that right. you've been getting hammered by drawing the button. So it's really important to be able to cover the nail. And uh, and for some reason right now, yeah, the Europeans and, and Asian teams are better than the Canadian teams at that. And obviously uh, it's something that should probably be looked at by the Canadian yep. uh, coaching staff. It's like the Oilers, man. They're supposed to win the Stanley Cup. They're 2-10. and 10, And everyone's freaking out <laughs> going, how come they can't cover the button? <laughs> like they should be. Your team in Vancouver, by the way, Warren, is kicking the crap out of everyone. And our team in Edmonton, mine and Kevin's, they lost to the worst team in the NHL last night. Well, don't worry about the Vancouver Canucks. They can always uh, get back to their normal <laughs> oh, selves. Oh, Warren, you're terrible. You're terrible. <laughs> okay, before we leave this and go on to the uh, the mixed curling and uh, swift current, we got a, we got picks to talk about. First of all, how do we do, Warren, in our picks? Well... We did pretty good overall, so let's first look at the at the men. So Jim, three picks were Butcher, Mowat, Gushu. So you were two out of three. All right. My picks were Adin, Kui, Ratanas. I got two out of three, so we're now four out of six. Yep, we're tied. But Kevin was the champ here. He picked two for two, Schwaller and Dropkin. So we were six out of eight with the men. But if Kevin picked a third, he would have got it wrong. So we'll call it tight. <laughs> okay. Well, we, you know, think of it, you know, White and Craig were the other two teams that came in there, and, and it'd be pretty hard to have selected them uh, going in. White maybe, but Craig, we didn't we knew nothing really about him. So right. I don't think we did bad. On the women's side, we did even better, except for you, Jim. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> so you pick Fujisawa, Holman. Anderson. So you got two out of three. Well, that's, that's not good. bad. Oh, okay. That's not bad. Uh, I picked Arizona, Hasselberg, and Jones. Get one. Well, pardon me. We did six out of it. Kevin picked Gim and Laws. So he was down one as well. So we're six out of eight again, which is uh, pretty good in both cases. You were talking like I went zero for three or something. There's sixteen teams there, and both cases we're able to pick uh, six out of eight for the final round. So that's uh, not bad. What we're going to be doing tonight is we're going to pick the four semifinalists and then we're going to pick the two finalists because that's what's going to happen tomorrow. Well, I'm on to something after you guys buried the Canadian teams about how bad they are at the draw to the button. I'm leaving out Canada. Let's just say that, okay? Hasselborg and Vrano. No, you can't. Yes, I can. They're playing no, each other. Holman's playing Anderson and Vrano's playing Hasselborg. Oh, that's so. who they're playing each other. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to go Vrano and uh, Holman. Rach, as I as she wants me to call her now, Rach. And on the bottom side, Terenzoni and Constantini. Okay, and who are you picking to be in the final? Holman and Constantini. Okay, I'm going to go Holman and Hasselberg, and I'm going to go Gim and Terenzoni. So, if you're betting, folks, listen to this. And I'm going to go Holman. And Gim. Kevin. Okay. I have got to go Holman, too. She is curling so good right now. Got to go Holman. 
I've got to go with Ronald. Yeah, good call. I've got to go with Gim. And I've got to go with Jonesy. And in the final, I've got to go with Ronald. And I've got to go with Gim. I thought you said Holman was curling well. He just buried her. He Ronald's her really, really good, too. <laughs> it is difficult. I mean, you, you, I think we're both basing it on what we're seeing happening this week. And uh, it's pretty even, Stephen, there with uh, with a lot of this stuff. The women's field, Jimmy, is so even, it's unbelievable. The, the whole field, not just the final eight. Well, you can the tell whole, by the, the names right away, right? Yeah, yeah, it's so great. The cream still rises to the top here. Pick me, you guys, if you're gambling on curling out there, okay? I'm lucky. I'm lucky. Uh, okay, we got to do the men's. Okay, here's where I'm going to leave out the Canadian teams. Well, there's only one. <laughs> there, yeah, that's hard to do, Jim. Yeah. You can eat real, it's really easy. Yeah. You know what, though? I, li- I like them. I'm not leaving them out. I'm going Botcher and uh, Dropkin. Okay. Uh, in the top half. And I'm going Mowat and Crake. Giving all oh. the underdogs a shot. No, Craig's that. really good. Yeah. Craig is really good. And for the final? The final is going to be Botcher. Yeah, is going to beat Mowat. All right, I'm going to go Rotanus and Botcher. And Edine and Schwaller. And I'll say the final will be, or yes, finally Botcher. And Edine. Interesting. Okay, I will definitely go return as. I am going to go with White. I am going to go with Schwaller. And I am going to go with Nicodine. In the final, I, I cannot go with anybody but return as because yes. they are absolutely on fire. And, oh, this is a tough one. Oh, boy. I will go Schwaller in the final. All right. Benoit Schwartz is curling really well. If Rotanas and Butcher win tomorrow morning, that game tomorrow afternoon will be a very interesting one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it should be shoehorning people into the building. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah. It'll be packed. Well, it already is, I guess, but whatever. Okay, there you have it. There's all our picks. Fill your hat. Bet the mortgage. Don't worry about the kids needing medicine, okay? Go after it. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble, you know? I'm going to get in trouble. I kid. Uh, on the weekly show, Goldline brings us uh, one of our most popular segments, and it's our guest spot. It's called Who's in the House? Goldline is proud to be the founding partner of United We Curl, a nonprofit focused on expanding diversity in curling. You want to learn more about it? Go to unitedwecurl.com. The Canadian Mixed Championships is in swift current. Warren, you're on, man. It's all happening in Speedy Creek, taking place since last Sunday. I think I told you on our show last week that uh, 14 provinces divided into two pools of seven. They played a round robin, and then the top eight teams from the round robin went into what they call a championship pool a couple of days ago. And tonight they're playing the last game in that round robin. And tomorrow will be the semifinals and finals. And here's where it sits right now. I checked in on that draw just before we started the broadcast. There was one game that mattered. We'll talk about that in a minute. But certainly Manitoba is into the playoffs with a 9-0 record. Saskatchewan is as well with an 8-1 record. And here's the team we talked about a few days ago. Paul Fleming with Colleen Jones and her son playing on the front end. Oh, cool. (laughs) They're in there with a 7-2 record. 
And if I'm not mistaken, Colleen's already won the mix twice, and she won it in Swift Current like way back in 1992. And, and I think she was skipping, one of the first women to skip and win. So this is kind of uh, maybe deja vu all over again for her. Anyway, and the game that's on the ice right now in Swift Current that matters is between Northwest Territories, Jamie Cooey, and Scott McDonald of Ontario. They're both at 6-3, and three, and whoever wins that game tonight will be joining those other three provinces in the playoffs tomorrow, which uh, looks like by the diagram they're going to have a semifinal. Two teams go to the final, and then bronze medal game. That'll be happening tomorrow, so we'll tell you tomorrow night what took place. Go NWT. Go Northwest Territories. Uh, okay, before we wrap the show, boys, <laughs> I've been recording people's life stories. And uh, if you want yours done, let me know. Everyday Peoples. And I'm in the middle, Warren, of doing Bruce Savile's life story. Anyone who lives in Edmonton knows Bruce. And, of course, Kevin, no one could ever speak better about Bruce than you could. And uh, he's a curling nut, of course. He's into, into his late 70s now, or getting, getting up there. And uh, I went to his small house, Warren. Hey, Kev, what is it, about 600 square feet, that little house? The, the, the bathroom, yeah. Anyway... I told uh, Bruce, I give, give him a shout-out. He's a huge listener to the show. He says, like, you never give me a shout-out. I said, well, you, you got to do something. I kid, Bruce. <laughs> so hello to Bruce Savile, and thank you for everything he's done for curling, and I'm sure you got the same sentiment, Kevin, about Bruce. No question about that. Yeah, no, Bruce and I have been really close for many, many, many years, and yeah, there's the Savile Sports Center, of course, 10 sheets of ice and beautiful tennis facility, and fitness and everything else so yeah mr savile's done a lot for for well for curling but also for the city of edmonton no question and jim he's tuning into the show to listen to you that's why kevin did warren say something nice to me (laughs) (laughs) i know what's going on kev he's getting revved up it's the grinch christmas is around the corner okay the grinch is just getting warmed up okay get get ready for two months of grinch (laughs) Uh, we can thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we really appreciate you tuning in. Thank you to all our sponsors, including Hearing Life. If vision places the world in front of us, hearing places us at its center. Hearing Life invites you to love your ears with a free hearing test. There's no referral needed. You can visit hearinglife.ca to book your appointment for a free hearing trial. Uh, here's the TV sketch starting Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern, men's quarterfinals. At 3 o'clock will be the women's quarterfinals, and 7 o'clock will be the men and women's semifinals. And Sunday at 10 is the men's finals, and Sunday at 2.30 is the women's final. Okay, enjoy the, watching the curling all weekend. Oh, the Saturday is my favorite. It's around the rings coverage, so we actually cover all four sheets, and, and we're dancing all over the place, and it's a mind-bender, but it sure is fun. Love it. Right on. Uh, email us, insidecurling at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We love your content. Uh, we love your yays and nays. And we love you taking on Warren. Okay, so insidecurling at gmail.com. Or go to our Facebook group and join the page. And uh, we uh, love to hear your comments on there. It's very lively, uh, that page. Until next time. Oh, not long away. Tomorrow. We're going to give you an update. <laughs> Warren's, Warren's like really working us like workhorses. Uh, so we'll we'll give you an update in 24 hours. Take care, everybody. Enjoy the curling. And we'll talk to you next time on Inside Curling. Tomorrow. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks, Jim.
Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now.